Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football won't be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for your sports betting needs. Head over to the website and use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code Believe. that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to Olympic coverage, it's the best in the business. From sports, right down to your ve- your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Believe in Jaguars podcast with Lori Fitzpatrick, Connor Miles, and Clay Harbour. All right, thanks for tuning in to another Believe in Jaguars episode powered by BetOnline.ag, the best sports betting website around. Use promo code Believe on BetOnline.ag to get up to 50% off of your matching bonus when you make your initial deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. I'm your co-host, Connor Miles. With me is my co-host, Clay Harbour, the former Jaguars tight end. Very close with the team still. Loves them to death. Always going to be here now talking Jacksonville Jaguars. And USA Today's. Laurie Fitzpatrick, who always has a soft spot for the Jaguars in her heart. Guys, huge news out of Jacksonville, Duval County today, because they franchise tagged Cam Robinson. And I thought that was interesting because, you know, we all, a lot of mock drafts have had them taking, you know, Evan Neal, or uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name out of uh, North Carolina State, uh, Ikebwau? Ikebwau? I, I don't even know. Yeah. Man. I know I butchered it no matter what. But most mock drafts, you know, we all assume they're going to take an offensive tackle, but uh, as of right now, they franchise tag Ken Robinson. They looks like they're going to be out of the Toronto Armstead market as well as a free agent, a guy they've been linked to as well. Uh, what do we think about Ken Robinson's franchise tag? Because, you know, I think it's a great move. You know, left tackle is a premium position in this league. As we all know, it still is to this day in modern day football. Uh, you can't guarantee you're going to get an upgrade of that position, especially after what Cam Robinson played last year. Over 800 snaps, only one sack allowed. His pass blocking was exceptional, I thought. A huge improvement in his game in that area. You obviously wanted to see him improve in the run blocking scheme as well, but I think Doug Pearson's offense and what he's bringing to the table will help Cam Robinson improve as well. And, of course, you mean you need the rest of the offensive line to improve around you if you want to get maximum results. So, uh, Lori, I'll start off with you because I'm really interested to hear what you have to think about it after watching all the film. What do you think about Cam Robinson staying? looks like he's going to be franchise tagged at least with Jacksonville for 2022. So honestly, I don't mind it, um, but I hear, you know, and I see a lot of, I see a lot of things on Twitter uh, that a lot of fans don't like it, um, mostly because of Walker Little, um, mm-hmm. and there there is no transparency with this coaching staff and and the fans. They don't let us know what they think. Um, you know, are, are they going to start cam at left tackle, right tackle? You know, do they like little, I'm, I'm assuming they liked him. Maybe he did enough last year to, uh, warrant like a trade or something. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but, um, I do like cam Robinson. Um, 
despite what many fans may say on Twitter, I don't think he's that bad. Um, I think they're, you only really go after a left tackle um, in the draft if you do not have one. And Cam is a guy that they have. Um, I don't know if he's going to be the top five paid offensive. Like, I don't know if he's worth that next year because this is what the franchise tag does, right? They have to be the fifth highest paid um, in their position, right? Um, that's what the franchise tag is. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if he'll be worth that next year. So um, that I don't really understand. Um, I'd really like like to know their plan with Walker Little. That would be cool. Um, but, yeah, I guess this means they're going to go after maybe a defensive end or they're going to trade back, which uh, which I don't think would be too bad because I think they're going to get – they could get a lot of really good players if they were to get, you know, two picks early on in the draft for the number one pick. So I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Absolutely. I mean – Yeah, yeah I think – I think I mean, I like I like the move. You know, obviously, you know, Cam's a he's, – he's a big guy. He's you know six six three hundred thirty five pounds. Over the last three years, he's played in you know, most of the games sixteen games, fourteen games, fourteen games. So he's a durable guy. He's going to show up. He's going to be healthy. He's a durable guy. He knows the system. One sack allowed last year. You can get by with him. I think we do need some help still on the offensive line. We got Taylor Little, and um, <clears throat> you know I don't know if those those guys are going to be the guy. I think we we might still need to get another you know another tackle in there and maybe shuffle some guys around. You know, Cam Robinson, I think it was a good signing. It was something that I, I thought, um, you know, might be coming. But with that move, I feel like, you know, the draft, we might be drafting Aiden, you know, instead of one of the, one of the big, you know, the big O tackles. So I think that that's telling. But I do like the, bringing back Cam Robinson. He's a consistent guy week in and week out. He doesn't get hurt much. You know, I'm still curious to see what we do with, like you said, Walker Little, you know, we got Shatley in the line there. You know, we got Taylor. So I think there's still some 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 pieces to be put together and seeing what we're, we're going to do in the draft. I think I think there's a good chance we do draft, you know, one of the one of the big old offensive tackles in the draft. But I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if, if they go with Aiden, too. So I think either way. I, I think it's not a stretch to say that they're more sold on this because this is new coaching staff. This new coaching staff during the evaluation process became more sold on Ken Robinson moving forward than they do Juwan Taylor. I don't think it's just to say that. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, don't I, think I agree do- with that too. I don't, you know, I, I say they need to replace Juwan Taylor more yes. than they would need to replace Cam Robinson. Agreed. I don't think you play Cam Robinson at right tackle. I don't think you franchise tag Cam Robinson and move him away from left tackle. That just doesn't, Seem like yeah, something I mean, that you would do. Walker Little did play right tackle, I think, in college. And when he That's went to thinking. a camp with, dang, who did he go against? Um, Walker Little went against one of the edge rushers that um, that you know that he played against this year. Uh, he went against him in some camp, and he was playing right tackle. Um, so it's something that he's able to do. Maybe they're going to ask him to move to right tackle. Yeah. So. I still think there's a chance that we, you know, you know, we draft Evan Neal. You know, he's he's huge. He's six seven, three fifty. Oh, I definitely think there's a chance. Each side of the line, and um, you know, Akeem Ikwanu also. There's another opportunity for him. He had a really good combine. Another big guy, six four, three twenty. I think that. I mean, either of those guys would. I wouldn't be if Doug drafted either of those guys. It wouldn't be bad. It's okay. We got these two big guys. He staples in the line. 
you know, let's see what happens with Linder. We got Shatley in the middle. We, you know, see how we, uh, maybe we can move a little inside. Maybe, I mean, there's some, some different things we can do with the offensive line to see what gels best over OTA's training camp and really see what pairings work. And um, the, the main reason I like, you know, Cam is because, like I said, he's his guy that plays. He's, he's not going to be hurt. He's not going to miss a lot of games. He, he's not doing anybody good on the bench if, if you're hurt. So that's a plus. And I think he can get the job done. He can block some guys. I mean, he's a solid player. So I know some of the fans are mad, but I think this is a good move for the team. Well, I mean, Clay, I mean, you know it best. You come from Philadelphia, knowing Andy Reid, knowing Doug. I mean, uh, those guys really care about the tackle tandems, like you're saying. I, th- I still think it's an open possibility, too, that they upgrade a right tackle or take one high because of how uh, – Bookend tackles are such a premium position in this league nowadays. Uh, but Andy Reid's tree from that whole philosophy always cared about it for, since the start. I mean, Jason Peters, Lane Johnson, for example, uh, with the Chiefs when Andy Reid first got there, Eric Fisher, Mi- uh, Mitchell Schwartz were the bookend tackles. Absolutely. Uh, I still think Doug's going to consider that a premium position. I don't, I don't know if Walker Little and uh, Jawan Taylor even moved the needle for him, as, as you're saying. I still think, I think the best thing for Jacksonville is now – you can open up the phone lines, like Trent Balky said at the combine, for pick number one. Get more picks. Build out the rest of the needs on this team. You have so many holes as is. If you move down a little bit, you can take. You can still get a Charles Cross, who I even think is a natural right tackle in this league, or even even Neil. I mean, if you move down a little bit, you might still be in the range of one of those guys. You get your right tackle of the future. You lock up Cam Robinson after this franchise tag. You figure that out because I think, again, I still I would extend him. I think he's your left tackle of the future in this offense. The The issue is they need to upgrade the interior. Andrew Norwell has not been the player they thought he was going to be. I You can definitely upgrade him this offseason, and Laurie and I will get into that with Clay in a second with our free agent shopping list. Uh, if you if you take care of the interior, the, the exterior is going to play a lot better. Uh, if Cam Robinson's already shown you this progress so far, imagine when he actually gets a, le- a left guard next to him that uh, produces along the same lines. So uh, I think it's still open on the table for them to take uh, a right tackle in this draft because I don't think Jawan Taylor is by any means the guy they want to move forward with. And Walker Little, if anything, is great insurance for both those guys. Yeah, at, but like left you, and right. you don't you don't draft a left tackle and make a move to the right side, right? You, you pretty much Lane just... Johnson. That's done been done. It's I mean, done they before. had they had to they had to redo his whole contract though, right? In well, order, Lane, Lane was that. left tackle at Oklahoma. Oh, oh, just from the beginning. Oh, that was um, I think that was Brandon Brooks that that switched mid season or or something. One of those guys switched mid season, and in order for him to say, okay, I'll pay play on the other side of the line. I want to read. Oh, that was Jason Peters. That was Jason. Yeah, JB Jason Peters moved to guard to replace Brandon Brooks. Yeah, but uh, I'm talking from. uh, I mean, just straight out of college. I hear you on that, Lori. I but I think if I would have had to pick one of those guys that I think can play right tackle though, uh, really well, I think who should be right tackle at this next level, anyways, is Charles Cross. So you can trade down and get Charles Cross still a top 10. He's a top 10 player, I believe, in this draft still. And you get your natural right tackle. You get more picks because you have many holes on this team. Uh, if anything, the Jacksonville Jaguars did today was give themselves more options, which they yeah. need, which they needed. Yeah. It was more options. And they secure a guy who they know is a good player. So if anything, you could still upgrade a left tackle if you think there's a better option out there for Cam Robinson and remove the tag or trade a guy on the tag. So it's not it's not limited what they did themselves. So they just gave themselves more options going forward. Yeah. And they still get a good left tackle out of this. 
And like you guys said, like you said, you know, Andrew Norwell, I don't think he's the answer, you know, and in, inside we got to, we got to start looking interior too. Um, Juwan Taylor. I mean, he didn't play well, you know, last season, I'm not saying he was completely useless or anything like that, but he just didn't play well. You know, you got to have guys, maybe he could fill in here or there, but I think those are two spots that we really need to, um, need to look at. So I think, you know, that's that's a that's a big um a big question for me is Oregon doing that interior as well. Well, let's get into that because I think Lori and I have some ideas for the free agent shopping list of what how we can improve the Jacksonville Jaguars interior offensive line. Uh, Lori, let's hear your five free agent shopping list that you have so far. You picked five players. I picked five players. Clay has an idea of both of them because he has multiple answers for this too. So we're gonna get a, a little list going of. This offseason shopping list, the Jaguars have a ton of cap space, a ton of holes, and a Super Bowl winning coach with an allure of this franchise quarterback being on Trevor Lawrence. They're going to get some high-profile free agents this offseason. I have no doubt about it. So we decided to make our own little shopping list, and I'm going to start off with Lori, and she's going to name her five guys and discuss why she picked them. So uh, I have Brandon Sheriff, the guard from Washington. Um, they obviously need inside help with a guard. Um, and I think they should pay big money for the top guard, uh, in free agency. That's why I pick him. He's, he's at the top, uh, DJ shark. And the reason why I say him is because I think he would be the cheaper option. Um, but I don't know if it's best to go cheaper. You know, they have the most, you know, third most cap space now after the 208 million, that they added to the entire league. So um, I still think DJ Chark is, I don't want to say like underrated, um, but I think he, I would, I I think he's just like his size and speed is just something that you don't see often. And I mean, he only played four games. He already had two touchdowns. I think last year was going to be his best year. Um, And it seemed like in training camp and, and all those illegal videos that we saw come out from players, their rapport just seems really cool on the field to watch him and Trevor. Um, so I think they should keep him. Um, mm-hmm. If they don't, obviously they should go, you know, maybe like, you know, a Cooper or something, but I'm not trying to take your top five or anything. Um, but DJ Shark is my second guy. I think they should offer him a contract. Uh, then my third guy is uh, an interior, de- interior defensive lineman and the DN. Calais Campbell go back to him I think he um more than just his abilities I think he brings like the culture that was the best in 2007 uh he just he's the mayor here well not here in Jacksonville because I'm in Miami but he's like the mayor over there in Jacksonville so um I think just bringing him back would be would be really good I think he's just a force on the offensive line that they can put outside or uh on the opposite end of Josh Allen. Uh, then my fourth guy, JC Jackson. I just think that may, they need a nickel corner and a stud. I don't like, I think letting go of, uh, oh my gosh, who was that corner in 2007 that they let go? Um, they ended up not paying him. Um, dang, I don't remember his name. Um, but I think nickel corners are more important than what like some teams like some teams just let guys go because corners want more money and then they end up switching to the outside. They get that contract and then they underperform. Some guys are nickel corners and JC Jackson is just one of those studs. 
Um, then the fifth guy I have Marquez Valdez scaling, and that's just the speed that right now the Jaguars don't have. Um, and I think he can get deep, spread the field and open some of the other wide receivers, uh, up a little bit. I think that he was kind of underutilized in green Bay. He has some issues with, uh, drops. Um, but I think that Aaron Rodgers is kind of like, he doesn't really spread the ball around as much as he should. He kind of goes to his guys only. Um, and once you like drop it one time, you know, he may not like go back to you for a little bit, but they were kind of starting to build their rapport up a little bit. Um, and I did a whole film study on Marquez, uh, Valdez Scatling. And I just think he, he kind of has like a Deshaun Jackson vibe to him mm-hmm. in terms of route running, like with the head fakes and maybe not as much as like the yak that Deshaun was able to do. Um, but just in terms of route running and being able to spread the field, um, and open up those other wide receivers. So, yeah, DJ Chark, Brandon Sheriff, um, Calais Campbell, JC Jackson, and Marquez Valdez Scantling. For DJ Shark, he's underrated. I mean, if, look how many quarterbacks this guy's played with, and he still produces and puts up numbers each time. The Jaguars would be wise to bring him back, in my opinion. I picked two wide receivers for them for my free agent shopping list because I didn't want to make a copy of Lori's, and I would put DJ Shark above both the guys that I picked, to be honest. Clay, with you me. like DJ? I like him, but um, you know, I like more who I think uh, is obviously more of a veteran guy who's played in, in Jacksonville before coming off yeah. of a down season. I know his work ethic. I've played with him is Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, last year he had a terrible year, but I mean, Justin Fields, I'm in Chicago. I'm watching Justin Fields a lot last season. He's not, he's didn't play well in the passing game. He had a cool couple nice runs where he broke some tackles. Obviously, the old Robinson there, dirty, but the target shares. Yes. Went down to like six, Robinson, I think. Yeah, 2019, 2020, 2019, he had he had 98 catches for 1,147 yards. 2020, he had 102 catches for 1,250 1, yards. Last year, 2021, he had 38 catches for 410 yards. This guy can still play at a high level. I watched his game. I watched his routes. I've played with him. He's a meticulous worker. He's a meticulous route runner. Doesn't have the strong natural hands, but he makes up for it with his 6'3 frame, explosive. The guy has a 40-inch vertical. I still think Allen Robinson has some juice in the tank. I know he's been in this league for eight, nine years now, but I still think he can play. And I do like Shark, but I I think Allen Robinson is my receiver that I like to take. An interior lineman, another guy played with, just because I know him personally, Lakin Tomlinson. He's a, he's a first-round pick of the Detroit Lions. Back when I was with the Lions, I played with him. We used to play ping-pong lot, locker room. Great ping-pong player, but even a harder worker. Weight room guy, smart guy, diligent guy, hard worker, professional. I think a guy like that would fit well with that interior lineman. You know, we get Linder healthy. You got a guy like Shatley. You put Lakin Tomlinson in there. You know, maybe we draft Neil. You know, we just re-signed Robinson. I think he would fit nicely with that offensive line and give the Jags a boost, give Trevor some protection. Give us some space, you know, you know, to run the ball inside with ETN coming back, some explosive plays there. And I think those two guys are the two guys that I would really like to see. Obviously, I said before about Zach Ertz, you know, number three, my tight end. Makes sense with Doug. I played with Ertz before. I wasn't a big fan of him personally because he took my job. But that's neither here nor there. You know, I got cut that year, obviously, from uh, when they drafted Ertz. They brought in James Casey, Derek Carrier, Brent Selleck with the Philadelphia Eagles. But Ertz is a hard worker. 
good hands. He had almost almost had another thousand yard season last year. He's a smart guy. He's played in Doug's system. He knows exactly what Doug's looking for. He's a guy that can perform and do good things in that system. Um, then um, I like Von Miller. I think he's, you know, he's still out there. Jadavion Clowney, I played against him. I was with the Jaguars. We would have to go against Houston every year. I know he's kind of a disappointment for what he came into the league, people thinking he could do. But trust me, that's a guy you got a game plan for. You, you, you do not like blocking him as a tight end offensive lineman. Trust me, I was in those meetings. That is a guy that gives you headache, a guy that's that big, that long, that athletic. I think that he could be, you know, a really good defensive addition. I know Mike Caldwell wouldn't be upset if that was a guy that, you know, Doug – goes out in signs. That is a really good pick. Nobody's really said Javier Cloudy. I kind of like that. Now that you just threw that out there, like that, he's, that does make sense. Comeback. He has a comeback year. I think he would fit well with Mike Caldwell. He played, he played well for the bronze lot this past season. Yeah. I, I like it. He plays in yeah. multiple fronts and that's what Mike Caldwell is probably going to do in Jacksonville. I would imagine. All right. So I'm going to get into mine real quick. Clay took Allen Robinson for me. He clearly read my notes. <laughs> So I'm not going to get into that one. He he crushed that answer. So you guys get that. I, I just think when you have a young quarterback that's trying to figure out his way in the NFL, the best thing you can do is pair him with a veteran wide receiver who gets it and understands every single offense you throw at him and yeah, defensive yeah. concepts. And I also didn't think, think Trubisky, uh, you know, trusted himself enough to throw it to him. You know, I think uh, – Oh, yeah. Great point, Lori. Give Al Robinson a freaking quarterback. Blake Borders, mm-hmm. Blake, excuse me, Blake Bortles, Mitch Trubisky. Like, come on, man. Trevor Lawrence would be the best quarterback he's played with to date. To date, if he signed in Jacksonville tomorrow. That that's that's big for me. All right. So Lori took Brandon Tree for me. That was the guy I was targeting all along because Doug cares so much about the interior offensive line, and it's such a premium position nowadays as well, along the offensive line. So uh I would be shocked if they walked out of free agency. They didn't sign Brand Shreve or and or James Daniels, the guard the guard out of the Chicago Bears, who's looking like he's going to prime hit the market. He's a great offensive guard. I think he'd fill in nicely at left guard, or you could put him at right guard as well. But I think he'd be that that guy that next to uh, Cam Robinson for years to come and get the best out of that left side of the offensive line. A safety, they need a safety, guys. I, I love Rudy Ford. I think he's an ascending player, but. Along, if you're going to start him, you need somebody strong alongside of him. And I say Jordan Whitehead. Go ahead and get Mike Caldwell's guy from Tampa Bay. A huge year last year. They can't afford to pay him. He's going to get a nice safety contract for your agency. Bring in a guy that knows the system already that can help implement it. And what better way to do it at the safety position that is really known to be one of the leaders on the defensive side. I'm, uh, I'm, no, I'm sorry. Before you move on from that, I, I want to know like what is going to happen with, um, with, with our guy from the Chargers, um, Rayshon Jenkins. You know, didn't they just give him a contract? I I don't really I'm not a huge fan of him either. Like I want to move on from him, but I don't know like how would they be able to do that? I guess you know, if a guy's out there, you just make that move, right? You don't really worry about well, what current he, contracts are on there. Jenkins Jenkins was signed in the visions of the past system though. So I don't know if you could think. Yeah, uh, it depends what the evaluation process looks like. I mean, I, you can argue that they need to upgrade both safety spots, anyways. To oh, be they do. I mean, I like Cisco. Um, I mean, he needs to get more snaps, and I think he could be he could be a really good player. But I I say re- make upgrade from Rayshon. I I'm in complete agreement with you. Um, well, I, I was just told that uh, that wasn't something that was like possible because they would have to eat like millions of dollars if they were to get rid of him or something. Cause he's got like 
a bunch of guaranteed money. Um, I'm not really sure, but I just I was just kind of throwing that out there um, that I agree with you, but I'm not sure how that would work, right? Whitehead, the good thing about Whitehead too is you can play him at either safety spot. So I mean, I I, I think Jenkins is going to be on the team regardless next year. I was already assuming he was going to be, but I don't know if he's guaranteed a starting spot uh, or at least. Yeah. Uh, he needs a running mate alongside of him anyways. I think Jordan Whitehead would be the perfect guy to bring in there who already knows the system, is already familiar with your defensive coordinator who can help implement the system as his first year there. I think Jordan Whitehead would be a great pick. Um, I'm focused on nickel corner as well. I don't think the Jaguars are going to spend much a corner after what after using a second-round pick on Tyson Campbell and paying Jaquil Griffin last year. I don't think they're going to spend big a corner, but I would go ahead and think that this would be a fairly amount uh, – fairly good deal for this guy stealing from a division rival and i think he'd be a great nickel corner for jacksonville including i mean look tyson campbell like you said on the last episode he's a sunday player i think shaquille griffin's a really solid starting outside corner bringing a guy like desmond king to be the nickel corner on this team i think you locked up all three corner spots and you have a pretty solid rotation right there with those guys with a trio of them uh and then the slot wide receivers you know i nowadays in this league i think you need four solid wide receivers to lean on uh you just saw what Los Angeles did. You've seen what Cincinnati did. Uh, that's where the league is turning nowadays. And, you know, Denver's going to do this with Russell Wilson now with their wide receiver corps. Uh, I would like to see Jacksonville follow this trend. I would like to really see Doug follow this trend. Uh, he got stuck in 12 personnel in Philadelphia, and it kind of ruined uh, his long run in the, with Philadelphia, if you ask me, in my opinion. He wasn't really willing to change his system enough. Uh, I hope that is not Clay doesn't case. agree with that. <laughs> absolutely do not agree with that <laughs> no I, I know what you mean no, I know it's good to spread the field obviously you want to have good two good tight ends but I agree with you you have to have a good slot if you have tight ends like Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard who are great receiving tight ends yeah you have an argument but the Jacksonville Jaguars have Dan Arnold like if they bring in a Zach Ertz then yeah you can run 12 personnel with Zach Ertz and Dan Arnold but I don't think I would rather I would rather do this I'd rather have Allen Robinson Lucius Chenault, Chenault, excuse me, Christian Kirk, excuse me, Christian Kirk, and Marvin Jones, rather than have a Zach Ertz, Dan Arnold, twelve personnel offense. Travis Etienne in the field too. That's an explosive offense. It's a very explosive offense. And Christian Kirk's a very, very underrated deep threat as well. I think this would be a great addition to Barn Christian Kirk to be the slot wide receiver. I still believe in Chenault. I think he's going to be a great playmaker for this Jacksonville Jaguars team. He just needs to catch the ball drops yeah. it a lot that's his issue he has some drop issues but that's still a young player trying to figure it all out he's he came from man i loved him at colorado huge on him colorado wrote about him multiple times from different outlets because i was huge on him at colorado because he was that whole entire offense he ran the whole entire offense he carried the ball he uh literally like debo samuel type player yeah. at colorado uh i just think they didn't ask him to refine his route running they asked him really just run streaks uh they just put the ball in his hands. They didn't do anything special to get the ball in his hands. It was all thinking dunks. And then, you know, literally carry, uh, give him the ball for rushing attempts. I think he's still a guy trying to figure it out, put it all together. Uh, I really do think he's going to in this Doug Peterson offense. I, I believe in Chanel because I see Jacksonville Jaguars Twitter uh, debate back and forth if Chanel's a good player or not. I think he's going to be great. I still, I really do believe in his uh, potential in this league. Uh, give him a guy like Christian Kirk to learn from. They have Allen Robinson, the veteran leader in there, and Marvin Jones is still good for uh, at least 50 to 60 catches a season. That, that's a really great wide receivers corpse for ascending quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. 
And, you know, Marvin Jones is coming back. He's going to be working with Jim Bob Cooter again, a guy who had him in, in Pro Bowl form. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a Pro Bowler when he was working in Detroit with Jim Bob Cooter. And um, I'm going to throw in two random guys. I want to I want to see hear your guys' take on a couple of – just two more guys on my end, right? right. Why, have, why haven't we heard anything about Evan Ingram? I know he's been up and down and he has some issues, but I think he's Ooh. still a good player. You know, I mean, last year it wasn't a great season for him. He had 46 catches, 48 yards. He had some drops. You know, his blocking was was spot. I think he can still – look, you go back to 2020, 63 catches, 650 yards. You know, you go back to his rookie season, came in the league, 65 catches, 750 yards, six touchdowns. I think the guy, you put him in the right system, a guy like Doug who knows how to use a tight end. If you don't get Ertz, I think maybe that's a guy you bring in on a short-term deal, a short-term prove-it contract, yes. give him a chance. Safety. I know you're saying we need safeties, and I agree. Marcus Williams from the Saints, unrestricted free agent. I played with Marcus. I know he's um, he's been playing well, and he's he's probably looking to get some some big money. But the Jaguars have big money to spend. I still haven't forgiven him from that um, 2017 year when I was on the Saints and he missed that tackle against the Vikings to uh, to lose. Oh, lose, man, lose bring that up. Uh, NFC oh, champion. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. It was. It happens. It happens. But that was that was a hard one for me to take on being on that team. But I like those two guys, and you really haven't heard anybody talk about Evan Ingram, Marcus Williams. Evan Ingram makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense for Jacksonville. Like you're saying, I mean, uh, he's really a receiving tight end. He just has a ton yeah. of inconsistencies. But what did receiving tight ends do well in Doug Pearson's offense? Get a lot of targets, get a lot of receiving yards. I would love it. I, I, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a ton of sense. I think they're going to keep Dan Arnold. I think, still think he's going to have uh, a role in this offense. But I, I, yeah. I do agree with you, Clay. I think you want to upgrade that position. I think Evan Ingram would be a great pick for that. Backside of zones, cutoffs, you know, some some of those coming across the line, kickout blocks. We're not going to ask him to stand up big defensive ends. But I think they're – I mean, in, in Doug Peterson's offense, there's a role for a guy like Evan Ingram – to play, you know, just like Absolutely. Andy Reid's offense, you know, Travis Kelsey isn't going out blocking top defensive ends. You know, he's catching passes, he's cutting off defensive end, getting this, getting in the right position. That's something that Evan Ingram can do. Obviously, we know about how talented he is. He's ran a four-five big vertical. You know, he's an athletic guy, and I think he could he could fit in well. This guy you don't hear much about, and um, one guy that got released today, a guy I used to play with as well, A.J. Klein. He's a veteran linebacker, really smart guy, can be a leader of a team. I think he's a guy maybe you bring in on a you know, couple million dollar a year contract that really can – a guy like him to, to keep a defense, veteran presence, know, has been on good defenses and can really tutor some of the young guys. So that's a name to, to look out for as well. Well, I think Jaguars can improve their special teams too. I mean, you bring in Heath Farrell, the special teams coach who has experience with A.J. Klein already, who is I would consider a special teams ace. Uh, good linebacker death. That's actually a really good plug right there. Uh, I think they have, that's a connection that you can actually see happen. But another guy you named earlier that I actually really, really liked, and it looks like that we solved – they should really listen to this episode. We solved the interior offensive line problems. Lincoln Tomlinson would be a huge addition for this offensive line. And next, he's a mauler, and that's a that's the type of guy that Doug Peterson likes. He likes the big mauling type, like the – I, I hate to always go back to Philadelphia, but this is the background I have on Doug Peterson to know – these examples. He won is, the Super Bowl in Philadelphia. You know, that's that's what we need to look at. Isaac Sayomalu, big mauler. Brandon Books, big mauler. Like Landon Dickerson, they just drafted uh big mauler. Like they that's uh, always been a big mauler type guy that Doug's always liked. And you know, he kind of started that in Philly. I mean, Andy Reid really started it, but Doug brought it back to Philly because Chip Kelly ruined the offensive line. Give me so, Lincoln Tomlinson. 
well-spoken, smart guy, Mahler. You put him, you get a healthy Linder. You know, we got Robinson. We get maybe we draft Neal. I mean, I, I like. I would really love to see that offensive line with those pieces in place. Just keep Trevor upright, right? <clears throat> yeah. Keep the young quarterback. That was the best thing I thought about the Eagles uh, with the second year under Doug. Uh, they had this ascending quarterback, Carson Wentz. He's still trying to get it all together, put it all together. That second season, they had Jason Peters. They started the season off with Jason Peters, uh, Stefan Wazowski, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson. Carson Wentz sat in the pocket that year, untouched. Could do any pass he wanted to do, could take any advantage of any play he wanted to do because nobody was getting after him. You give Trevor Lawrence that type of time that Doug Peterson wants his quarterback to have. Oh, sky's the limit. He'll throw 30 plus touchdowns every year for the Jaguars. Yeah, I agree. Guys, I think they might need us on staff. You know, pretty soon we might be receiving a call from uh, from Doug. Like, hey, you guys want to help us on the, you know, Trent Balky needs needs some help. So you guys can come. You're halfway there, my friend. For the team, let's go. <laughs> You're halfway there. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just thinking when you were talking about the free agent additions because, you know, Clay made his list on the fly, man. That was NFL analyst type level right there. <laughs> we might be losing you, see, my friend. Hey, man, you know, I, uh, I, I I still love talking to my Jags. I'm here. I'm here for the long haul. We're going to keep doing this, man. We're going to keep talking about what we need to do to win these games. And, um, you know, tell the fans our thoughts and, you know, hey, may- maybe one day in passing, Doug turns on the radio. He looks up, you know, sees what people are talking about. And he says, hey, these guys know what they're talking about. No, we're going to get Doug like on the that. pod one of these days. <laughs> we're going to get him on the pod one of these days and he's going to ask us questions. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Believe in Jaguars podcast. We just want to do a quick brief episode touching on that Cam Robinson news. Big news. He is franchise tied. He will be with, it looks like he will be with the Jaguars for the 2022 season, which we both, all three of us agreed, is a good move in the long run for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then we gave you our free agent shopping list of 10 players, more than 10 players that we think would fit the Jacksonville Jaguars very well. I want to go out on a limb here and say at least four of the players that we all named at least four will be signed by the Jaguars. I think I they all fit. We gave really good reasons for each one of those guys. I think and I think they all fit. So at least four players. We'll we'll revisit that on the next coming episodes when free agency starts. But on the next episode, yeah. we're going to start looking at draft targets, getting into that. Ask the, the combine's over, but I still want to get into the combine with Clay and see what the impact was, how those players can leave a lasting impression on the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, organization and what the team's going to do with this first pick now with all these options that they have on the table. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you tune in the next episode and remember to subscribe, like the show, leave us a five-star rating. We'd love to hear that. What you guys think about the show in the comments as well. Thank you guys for tuning in. And you say, like we said at the start of the show off, they have the pieces. They have the young franchise quarterback. You know, forget Trevor Stats' rookie year. This guy's going to be it. They're going to make something out of him. Uh, they have the running backs. You know, this rushing attack could be top three in the league if they utilize both guys and lean on both guys this season the way that they should, in my opinion. Uh, as soon as they fix the trenches, 
which looks like it's going to be the main area of focus this offseason. As soon as, like, you know, bringing back a Calais Campbell type impact to this locker room and drafting an Evan Neal at number one, uh, moves like that and addressing that wide receiver one in free agency, like we're discussing, how do the how can they not have the Cincinnati Bengals type jump with, with you know, what they had under Tro, uh, Joe Burrow's second year with Trevor Lawrence if they make these possible moves? Am I correct? Honestly, yeah, I think that, you know, that's what I've been trying to say and like give, uh, you know, give some hope to these Jaguars fans. You know, I think we've had, we had a lot of injuries last year. I think you're going to have some guys coming back. I think that obviously we got the new coach, like I've said, that's going to bring, you know, a, a lot of positive things. I like Mike Caldwell as well. I think that he bring, he's going to bring some, some great, you know, defensive play here. You know, guys coming from the, the Todd Bowles tree, it's going to be good, good to have him there. And then Doug has put, put a heck of an offensive uh, staff together. My only concern at all with the offense is making sure that we do run the ball a little bit and that we, maybe we get another running back in there. So I know Doug loves to pass the ball. You know, we've got to be balanced. I mean, if you watch the Philadelphia Eagles this year, when they started running the ball more, that's when they started having success and really turned it around in the second half of that, that season. I know we got, you know, James Robinson and, and we got some, some solid running backs, but um, I think we might need another guy there. Might need to make sure that we, we get this offensive line sorted out, um, figure out what we're going to do with Cam Robinson, the left tackle. Is he getting franchised again? What are we doing with Linder? Um, you know, free agency, we're going to be able to make an offensive line gel. That's a big deal. Offensive line, those five guys up front, everything starts with them. And, uh, you know, Doug's been quoted as saying, hey, you know, games are won and lost in the trenches. He knows that. You know, all these big-time offensive coordinators know that the trenches is where it all begins, and that's going to be huge for a rookie quarterback. But I like where we're heading. I think this is going in the right direction. You know, combines this weekend. I'm really excited to hear about the news coming out of there. I think we'll uh, we'll have some cool stuff to talk about the next time we talk about which guys impressed, which guys didn't, which guys showed you some athleticism that we might not have known that they had. Maybe be a nice fit for this uh, Jaguars uh, team. So I'm excited. I think we're going in the right direction. And I do see a big turnaround this year. I see a playoff run. I'm excited to have a former player perspective on for the combine, discuss the combine a little bit more and what we're actually looking at. That'd be great, you know, just to have Clay's insight on what we're actually looking at, what guys, you know, made sense, because there's going to be rumors out there who the Jaguars talk to. That's what we're going to discuss on the podcast when they interview these guys and it's reported that they met with these guys. And then Clay can break down their combine uh, events and it's going to be great. Great couple weeks on this podcast this upcoming offseason for Jacksonville Jaguars. Definitely tune in. But Laurie, how how does Trevor Lawrence have after you studied so much of film on the Cincinnati Bengals and you saw how they turned it around last year to this year with really no offensive line help? They ran it back with the same offensive line and ended up being really the hindrance of this team. But still, they ran it back. All they did was really add that wide receiver one and Jamar Chase to the offense, and everything just went to the moon from there. How do the Jacksonville Jaguars give that sophomore season to Trevor Lawrence that the Cincinnati Bagels get to Joe Burrow? Well, one thing that <clears throat> one huge difference between these two teams is that the Cincinnati Bengals have two guys that have the most yak one and two, basically, or no, I'm sorry. They're top five uh, in, in yards after the catch. That's Joe Mixon who can, who's catching out the flat a lot. And it's also um, Jamar Chase. And I don't, I mean, James Robinson isn't a Joe Mixon, uh, but I mean, I think it's important for James Robinson to get the ball more. 
Um, but they certainly, Jaguars certainly don't have a Jamar Chase. Uh, so that's a big, like, that's a really big difference. And then when you think about the other pieces that they have on offense, not talking about the offensive line, they have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, um, CJ uh, Ozemwa, I think that's how you say his name, um, who's been, you know, a pretty decent tight end, right? So that is something that the Jaguars don't have, like a depth of wide receivers who are just playmakers, who can get a lot of yards after the catch. Their Jaguars don't have any big plays, like at all. These wide receivers are running into each other. So I think it would be huge if they add, an uh, obviously, a piece in free agency. Um, and um, if they're able to, like, nobody really knows what ETN has either because he hasn't played at all. Uh, was, was it one or two snaps, right, in the NFL before he uh, – Hurt, yeah, got unfortunately, preseason so, too. That's nobody really knows what he can do if he's breaking tackles, if he's just like a straight line runner, if he's just going to be, you know, really good in screen, like bubble screens or tunnel screens, things like. Well, not tunnel screens. I mean, hey, Urban was lining him up on the outside. So who? Everyone, everyone was training him at wide receiver at times. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, definitely. And and yeah. I think a lot of people were just thinking of him as. um as a running back, and maybe that's the way that Doug goes. Maybe, maybe Etienne and Robinson are a one and two, but nobody really knows. So on the offensive side, comparing them to the Bengals, that's it's kind of tough because they're more up in the air and they don't have as many pieces as the Bengals have. Um, and then the offensive line, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how Joe Burrow got so far. Honestly, I don't either. like it's absolutely I insane. I don't think that's that's something that you can replicate. Um, nine sacks and still win. Um, I do think that Trevor Lawrence has that same like tenacity that Joe Burrow has. Um, but you know, it's something that Joe Burrow got basically benched by Urban Meyer on Ohio State. So he's always been the underdog. Trevor Lawrence hasn't been the underdog his entire life. He's always been number one. So you don't it, it's tough to to take those two guys and say, okay, you know, can we compare them? Can they have a similar season? Especially when you look on the offensive side of the ball. We don't really know what the Jaguars have. Now on defense, the Jaguars certainly do not have the pieces that the Jaguars have on defense, and nor do they have the DB uh, coaches or the defensive coordinator that the Bengals had where they were able to run. I mean, I did go over some of the defense with Coach Vass, uh, um, who is a defensive coach. You guys should follow him on Twitter. He's breaking down every single team on defense, and the Jaguars did surprisingly – they definitely stepped it up with their defense last year. They did a lot of switches and things like that, but they don't have a safety like Jesse Bates. They don't mm-hmm. have him at all. That's something that they need. They don't have a, a line or linebacker like Logan Wilson either. Um, I think he's really good in coverage. He can get sideline to sideline, and that's something that, yeah, um, uh, Miles Jack can do, but he's not a big force like Logan Wilson is. Um, so I do think there's some pieces that are missing, and – they also have a really good nickel corner um, in in uh, Mike Hilton, who is really shutting down slot receivers. Whose slot nowadays seems to be bigger than you know the Z receiver, the, the bigger guy on the outside. So I think there's some pieces on defense that need to be addressed, like the safety position. They need a. Um, I mean, I do like Damian Wilson, um, but uh, you know they don't have a Logan Wilson uh, either. So it's really hard to compare these two teams. Um, 
I think that they have the foundation in place. They definitely have like a better maybe offensive line and, and what Doug's going to do in the offseason. Um, so I think it's just important to build Trevor Lawrence and give him the weapons um, to succeed. And I think that's running the ball more with James Robinson. Um, but uh, definitely the Bengals had a defense that kind of never really allowed Burrow to like play from behind. And I think that's a big difference between you know, them and the Jaguars, I feel like Trevor was always kind of playing from behind. Uh, so it's going to be tough. I think once the draft happens and once we get through free agency, we'll have a better idea of what this team is. So we'll be able to say, hey, can they do something like what the Bengals did last year? Um, but uh, right now, I, I do see some holes uh, that they need to fill in comparison to what the Bengals have. I like Andre Zisco, though, the safety that they got out of Syracuse last year. Oh, I was yeah, kind of hoping yeah. he would play more, to be honest with you. I do think he can be a piece for this uh, Caldwell defense. I, I, You know, I think Mike Miles Jack is going to be a different player under Caldwell's defense, too. But, again, this is all projections. We're just trying to see. Lori's correct in what she's saying, and I completely agree. I think uh, ETN can be Joe Mixon-type back, though. Clay, you look like you're dying over there when I was talking. No, I, I, I like a lot something. of that. No, I like I like a lot of what you said. I think that um, I think that ETN that's a great. I mean, this guy was a first round pick. We never got to see him. You know, he played in one preseason game, got hurt. This guy was twenty fifth pick in the entire draft. He's teammates, college teammates with, with Trevor Lawrence. I think he's got some juice. I, I, you know, I'm excited to see this guy. I think that he can't. Obviously, you don't want to count on that because you don't know. He's never really played in the NFL. But I mean, hey, he's a first round pick. It's like having another first round pick this year. We got this guy coming back that we haven't really seen. I think that's huge. And, um, you know, defensively, I know, I mean, we got some players, I know, I know, but what we do definitely need some work. I mean, Miles Jack, Josh Allen, I mean, you know, Griffin at the corner spot. I think that, um, I think that we do need some work there, but um, I like the direction they're headed. I think they're def- they'll definitely be better. You know, I like Mike Caldwell. I think he, he'll have a, a good system in place coming from that Todd Bowles network, who's, always been a successful defensive coordinator and um, you know, with everything we got going on, I think it's really exciting, really exciting tying. I don't know if we're going to be the Bengals, but I think that there definitely will be a, a run for the playoffs. Hey, they're going to make a run for, it seems like they're going to make a run for class Campbell reunion uh, to come back to Jacksonville. I'll tell you right now, Cincinnati went into the off season last year and said, Carl Lawson is replaceable. Let's go get, a guy that we really need to set the tone on the edge, Trey Hendrickson. If they bring in a Calais Campbell to pair with their Josh Allen, yeah, they're taking the Cincinnati Bengals type steps, though. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I think Josh Allen obviously had his best year when he had Calais next to him, uh, kind of taking those double teams on things like that. And Calais moved all over the line. So if you know him, Calais and Josh Allen on one side, man, that's 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 dominating right there. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Look at the uh, look at the Rams. Look at the team that actually won the Super Bowl. The defensive line that they have that shows that um, you know D line is important. You can do a lot of good things if you have a bunch of defensive linemen that can rush the passer. I mean, you can only you can only double team a couple of guys, right? One guy, two guys. If you have if you have two guys on each edge that can that can really play, if you have a guy in the in the interior that can play, hey, I mean, it's a tough day for for a opposing quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that the DBs are only as good as what the defensive line can do. Um, if you if you put pressure on the quarterback and then you press on the outside, nobody's going to be open. And 
that bringing me to Tyson Campbell, I think he's going to take a huge step forward this year, mm-hmm. uh, like a huge yes. step forward. I think he's, I think he's going to be maybe one of the top corners, man. I, I can see it. I, I just see like every, every single game last year, he was getting better and better and better. And it was, it was a, a sight to see. Honestly, it was exciting. What do you think his best spot is though? Is it the say, boundary? Uh, yeah, on the outside, and I think that's where he's most comfortable. Also, um, I, they, so they do, do need, need a, they do need a nickel corner then. Yeah, then they do. Yeah, I don't really like uh, Trey Herndon um, in there. Like, I'm I'm not a, like a huge fan of him. Um, so I, I just think maybe they can go after someone. I don't know who's available in free agency for nickel uh, corner. We'll go into um, that in these next couple episodes for sure. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. have our we're gonna have our free agent target episode for sure, where we want to go free agent shopping. As we put our Trent Balky hats on or the clown mask on, I mean, excuse me, and go into the free agent shopping <laughs> list in the next couple episodes here shortly. Yeah, but and uh, I before you go, Doug Peterson is actually live on right now, so uh, maybe we can discuss a little bit of a. Uh, what he is talking about at the combine, I'm, like, I'm excited to hear what he has to say right now. For sure. well, that will do it for this episode of Believe in Jaguars podcast because <laughs> we're going to go ahead and go watch Doug Peterson speak and see what's up with that so we can do a new episode and talk about that as well. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, the show is powered by betonline.ag. Go over to betonline.ag, put promo code Believe in to get 50% off of your matching bonus to start off to start betting at the best sports betting website around. That's betonline.ag. And then also go to NordVPN.com to start up your VPN plan. Have a peace of mind when you're online. NordVPN, promo code BLEAV for 70% off your package today. That's promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, NordVPN. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back soon. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.